Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Nose Podcast, a platform for me to nose into other people's business. On this podcast, I strive to share with you stories from a range of different people over various different topics. So, before my nose starts twitching any further, let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to the Big Nose Podcast. I'm joined today by Fran and we're off site today from my usual man cave and we're in Luna here. Fran, really interesting to have you here with me. I really appreciate you giving your time across to me. I suppose in terms of um, getting to know you as a person before we go further into this conversation in terms of what you do, just a little bit about yourself and who you are and where you're from and what you get up to. Okay, Chris, thanks very much for having me. I'm very honoured. Um, I was uh, very surprised when I got the call, but um, I feel very privileged to be asked to appear on your podcast, so thank you very much for having me. Um, so, Fran, who is Fran? Fran is, um, I suppose, I'm a daughter first, and then I'm also uh, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, an aunt, a friend, and uh, I'm so much more than that also. So, um, you know... What makes me tick, I suppose, is the is the best thing. And the thing that makes me tick and the reason we're here is I like to make a difference in people's lives. I've always uh, mentored people for many, many years in different scenarios. And it's um, probably from from life knowledge. Life experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, so that really floats my boat, making a difference people every day really makes yeah. what makes me tick. And it's something that, you know, people forget about. Like, you might be the biggest difference in someone else's life today. It's not all about what you're achieving and you're doing. It's a hello, it's especially at this time when we're in COVID and you're walking down the street and I try and say hello to everybody I meet because you don't know who that person is and how they spoke to anybody else today. So I think it's great to have people out there. It's not just about yourself, it's about bringing people along the journey and trying to then take your learnings from life and bring it along as well. Um, when do you think you're at your best, I suppose, you know, in terms of doing that? Um, I try, um, my attention every day, I wake up um, and I put out to the world in attention every day. And it's the same thing, and it's very funny, it's based on exactly what you just said there. So every morning I wake up and my attention is to allow me to make a difference in somebody's life, but also to allow somebody to make a difference in my life. Yeah. So that, you know, sometimes happens in Luna, but it doesn't always happen in Luna. It can happen out and about. I obviously do a lot of um, outdoor activities, so it can happen there, it can happen in the shop, it could happen just walking by somebody, having a chat, and just making a difference. But that is my intention every day, and I try and fulfil that every day. So, in terms of your day, what would your typical day be? I know we're here in Luna, and this is a big part of what you do, but... It's so much more than that, it kind of encapsulates your day-to-day routine, Yeah, um, for me it's all about balance. So um, I do have uh, a routine that I follow as a Reiki master, and um, that's really important to me. Um, I'm very proud to be a Reiki master, and I'm very honoured to be a Reiki master, because, you know, Reiki finds you, you don't find Reiki. So, of all the billions of people in the world today, you know, Reiki has chosen me, and I 
I'm very honoured to be a Reiki master. So I take my profession very seriously and I do um, practice what I preach every day. So people sometimes feel they come in and they say, oh, I'd love to live in your world. And I say, what world is that? I live in the exact same world as everybody else. But I practice so I live in a better place, a better space, a better space. So in the mornings I get up, I give my intention out. I then sea swim every morning. The time of year, it's uh, better. I've, I've done it once already this year. So. Yeah. So that's, that would be part of my morning ritual. And I'll explain to you why that is. People who sea swim and have you know, found sea swimming over the COVID period, and there's an awful lot of those people, and um, they get out of the water and they just kind of say, I don't know what it is. It really makes me feel, I can't explain it, you know? So as a Reiki master, for me, the elements of the earth are really, really powerful. Yeah. And that's why Luna was built, because Luna is obviously a yurt and it allows the elements of the earth to come in. So when it's windy, she dances, the canvas moves. When it's rainy, you can hear it on the, on the roof of Luna. So in the sea, by submerging yourself in the sea, sea is one of the most powerful elements of the earth and it has powers. And the powers are such that the salt in the water removes negativity. The movement of the water will realign your chakras, your seven chakras, and the water itself polishes your aura. So you've had a, a full cleanse. That's apart from all the physical stuff that it does for your heart, your blood, your metabolism. There's a spiritual element that happens there. And when people get out, that's why they say, I don't know what it is. Yeah, because I think anybody that goes into it, you know, just for myself, you go in and it takes a, a cleansing. For me, it's like a baptism. You always use that phrase. For me, it's a rebaptism sometimes. But it is also very cold, you know, and it's just shocking. I have someone who doesn't swim very, very strong getting into the sea, and it's just been that time, and I've done it during the summer a little bit more as well. It's just that time, and as you said, it's the movement of the waves, it's the salt in the water, it's, it's something that has become, and definitely in this, in Malahide and Pomeranian, you can see it so much more now. The beaches will be thronged in the morning time very early, and also throughout the day, but it's in the evening time as well, um, and it's definitely something that. Well, probably for the better has become more prevalent within society. We're here in Luna and one of the reasons I reach out to you is because you're a master. But I wouldn't have a massive knowledge and a lot of my re listeners wouldn't have necessarily a massive knowledge of what actually Reiki is. You might have heard of it before, you might be afraid it's banded about, but I suppose there's no better person to ask about Reiki than yourself. Um, where did Reiki begin for you? How did you get exposed to it? Okay, um, my, my journey is very, very uh, strange. Um, in 2018, um, an event happened in my life. I was away in Madrid uh, at the Rock and Roll Half Marathon, obviously because I, I run as well, and um, an event happened where there was a boating accident that I was involved in. And it set off a catalyst of events for me. Um, and when that happened, things started to change in my life and I decided that you know that I needed to I wasn't in a very good space and I needed to take hold of that I was I'm into meditation I would meditate and have meditated for about 20 years so I'm very aware of the mind and how powerful the mind is so um, obviously I was aware that 
this event had started a, a process within me and my mind. So I actually went to boot camp in Marbella. It was something that I really wanted to do. Um, I'd always visioned, you know, working out on the beach in the sun and it was so beautiful and it was so different from that. It was a life-changing experience also. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, but the best thing I've ever done. I met two wonderful people there, Jan, who would have been the, 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 the owner of the boot camp, and Vanessa, who would have been the nutritionist. And um, they, taught, they taught you to look at yourself and they made me look at myself to the core and what I saw wasn't very good from I thought it was fit I thought it was healthy I thought I lived a good nutritious life I thought it, my mind was I had control of my mind but they exposed stuff in that that kind of made me think okay I need to change and stop you yeah. so I came back worked like day two of the boot camp it's a week long boot camp I said to my best friend Janice came with me and I, we said, we're actually not going to make this. Really? Yeah. So we, it was that bad that you actually had to grab the sheets to turn. Every inch of your body was in pain. Um, but as I said to you, it was the best experience of my life. And, and Denise's as well. We came back to change people. But when we came back, we decided, because we'd worked so hard, that we weren't going, we could either throw it all in and go back to where we were. And we decided that we'd learned so much that we weren't going to do that. So we decided that we were going to do something nice for ourselves once a month. And uh, I literally, I don't know how it happened or where it came from, but I got this um, retreat, one day retreat, popped up on, social, on one, one of my platforms on yeah. social media. And I thought, wow, that would be lovely. One day retreat, that would be really nice. Something, well, not boot camp wise. Yeah. So myself and Denise went, um, I had conversed with um, Jen, the girl that was holding it, who is now my Reiki master. And um, we went. And I had only, Jen had never met me. We'd only conversed through email. And when she opened the door, she had a house that she'd converted into a retreat space. And she opened the door and she took a look at me and said, she said, you're, you're a healer. And I was like... Well, not even in the door. And yeah. So she noticed something in me that I didn't even know was there. Um, now, part of that day, we it was like vision board, it was mindfulness, it was meditation. But part of the day, you got a wakey treatment and ear hopey is another holistic treatment. Now, I had heard about Reiki, I'd say, 20 years ago. I used to work for Bank of Ireland, and my bank manager there used to go up to a Reiki guru in the Wicklow Mountains. And I used to think, oh my God, that is, she's going to be murdered up there. Like, this was <laughs> like so, and this was 20 years yeah, ago. So this the was like, <laughs> absolutely. So I was like, so that was the only time I ever heard about Reiki. I've never thought about it, never. So anyway, as part of that day, we went and we got our Reiki treatment. And I, after that, I just, I don't know what happened during the treatment, I can't explain it, but I just got this massive draw to become a Reiki master from nowhere. There was no thought of ever becoming a Reiki master, there was no conversations, I'd never heard about it, I'd never been to it, but I just got this draw and, you know, the principles of Reiki is Reiki finds you, you don't find Reiki, and Reiki found me that day. And then my journey began because obviously Jen was a Reiki master, so she held Reiki courses. 
Yeah, so then you were you had a, a channel in which to pursue this kind of something that's obviously come out of the Bolton Blue, uh, something you were looking for, something as you said that kind of found you in a way, and all of a sudden you had this contact with Jen, and now was the opportunity to kind of divulge yourself or explore this avenue that has come up on your horizon. What is Reiki? I suppose for a lot of people it's okay. just a phrase, but if someone was to say to me, I want to walk away from here, chat to you, and be able to say, you know what, Reiki is this, this, and this. Okay. What is it? What makes it? Okay. So Reiki is a holistic therapy. Okay. And it is energy healing between two people. So the energy is transferred from the palms of the hands of the Reiki master to the client. Okay. So people often ask me that. It's very hard to explain in words. It is an experience, it is a beautiful experience. So for, for me, when I'm explaining to people what Reiki is, it is an energy healing between two people, hands on, goes down through the seven chakras, which is your crown chakra, which is the top of your head, your th third eye, which is in the middle of your two eyes, your throat chakra, your heart chakra, your solar plex is above the belly button, your sacral chakra is below, and your root chakra is in your legs. So it works down, so I literally go down hands-on through those. But the most easiest and the most beautiful way to describe it is a massage for the mind. Right. It gives you time. So time was given to us to allow to stop and allow our mind to answer the inner questions that we have. It's a nice way for them because I think then something we probably all learned over the last year is that our mind is always very busy in our day-to-day -day lives and when we stop for a minute it can actually scare us what's actually going on in our minds so a massage of the mind is probably something we all need throughout the year not just now i think that's what people are exposing themselves to is that we need to just sometimes stop and take that time look inwards and maybe if we are not understanding what's going on inside our body reach out to people who do know and i suppose that's where your service would come in in terms of what you do. So you went and you went and exposed yourself to this um, experience with Jen and then obviously you explored it more. Can you explain to me how you went about exploring that and how that led on to becoming a Reiki teacher and then obviously now a Reiki master as you know? So there's, there's, there's three elements to becoming a Reiki master. So there's Reiki 1, Reiki 2 and Reiki 3 and then there's obviously within Reiki 3 there's practitioner and teacher as well. So basically you go, it, it takes probably about 12 months to become a Reiki master, yeah. So you do your, your Reiki 1, 2 and 3 and then you have your case studies. So your case studies are quite interesting and they can be quite challenging. Um, so you pick three people that you know and three people that you don't know. And you have to do four Reiki sessions on each of those people. And the reason being that that's important. So when you've done the theory part of it, you you understand how it happens, what way it happens, what way you do it. The case studies come then. And for Reiki appears in Reiki masters in different ways. So the, the gift that I've been given is when I am doing a Reiki session and I put my hands on somebody, I feel their emotion. So I can tell whether they're happy, they're sad. 
And it's that, the more you practice Reiki, the more you become to understand it. It's something that can't be taught, if you know what I mean, because it has to be practiced, because you have to feel it. It's all about feelings, because it's energy from one person to the other. So you have to understand that energy. So that's where the three people you know and the three people you don't know come into it. Because when I'm doing a person that I know, well, not so much now, but when I'm just training and doing my case studies, I had to feel what feelings were, but did I were was I feeling those feelings because I knew the person and knew their circumstances, or was it an actual feeling? So then the three people I didn't know. So what feelings did I feel for them? Yeah. And they were they real feelings? Of course they were because I didn't know them. I yeah. didn't know anything about them. And it's understanding and learning to trust and believe in what you feel. It's very mostly very difficult because of the case of obviously as you've gone through this journey yourself, you've gotten to know people and people obviously coming back to you all the time. It's a case of trying to get back to a neutral center point maybe for yourself before you're going into the into the healing so that you're not bringing what you know about them or into, into, into that healing Exactly process. and it's, it's, it's really funny because and, and the people that come will tell you every, every time they come there's a different experience because they're in a different place yeah. and when, you, when you're doing Reiki you're removing energy you're removing energy that doesn't serve a person any longer removing events you know um, obviously anxiety stress very much prominent at the moment so you're removing that or softening it and you're putting beautiful new energy in and as you're doing that you're clearing that person so you're balancing them so when you clear something new stuff appears and then you start dealing with the, the other things so Luna is about you know Luna was built obviously I've worked since I was 17 years of age um, first first lockdown down came and um, I wasn't working I'd had my practice in the house, absolutely, and um, I just got this desire and urge to create something very special. So Luna is a yurt, and she is very special. She has, she's been built to allow people to come here to speak their truth, okay, in a safe environment, and to become the best version of themselves. So as part of the healing, the healing is a really special part of it, but. I wouldn't say a more important part, but where the healing becomes, when the healing starts, is by people speaking the truth. Okay, so when you speak your truth, the healing begins. So when you come to Luna, there is a conversation prior to us doing the healing. So we have a conversation, I get to know you, get to understand why are you here? What are you here for today? Do you know what I mean? It's one of the first questions I ask, you know. What do you want from today? You know, what would you like? You know, and you know, it's also about teaching people about the thought process, changing their thought process. 90% of people, their thoughts control them. So in Luna, I try and teach people techniques where we start taking back control of our thoughts. And it's like, you know, that is done with small techniques like going to the gym, training your mind constantly with little techniques to change the thought process, look at things differently. So when we start to do that through conversation, the healing starts. That's something I wanted to speak to you because we'll have people who are listening to us today and they're saying, okay, that sounds very interesting, but they want to know what to expect from visiting a Reiki master, 
engaging with your, yourself and as you said you come in and it's all about probably processes that you go through that with that person from the initial meet and reach and you run through I suppose just for anybody listening what to expect when you come to Luna in this place here. Okay so anybody who comes to Luna I truly believe is meant to be in Luna okay I live very much by my life guides who guide me through you know I speak to them talk to them every single day and one of the most important things for Luna and me was when I created Luna I wanted it to grow organically I didn't want it as a business I didn't want a roll in roll out situation you know every hour on the air a new person came in that's yeah. not what Luna is about Luna is about making a difference in people's lives okay so for me anybody who comes to Luna is meant to be here so when they come in obviously we have the chat if I know them or if I don't know them um, so I find out a little bit about them do you know what I mean? What's going on in their lives? What's you know? What way do they think? And some people live in the past. Some people live in the future. Very few people live in the present. So it's about me trying to get people because that's a space of ease. What I call space of ease. Okay. And as I say, it's okay not to be okay as long as we don't live out there too long. Okay. So if I could start by saying like depression stress, anxiety, depression. Depression is one thought, negative thought that went unchecked. It allowed another one, and another one, and another one, and another one, and we end up in that. Because what we do naturally as human beings, we create films in our head. They're never Disney films. No. They're always horror films. If he says that, I'm going to say that, and she does that, and if I'm going to do that, and if that happens, then, oh my God, if what, that. So we're playing these films constantly in our heads. Okay? So it's getting the person so I'm finding out what films they're playing in their heads what is causing the stress what is causing the trailer, anxiety I suppose, and exactly. just get in there and see what it's exactly and bringing them back to understand okay so when when you have anxiety or stress in your body it manifests somewhere some of it's in the stomach some of it can be in the chest shoulders jaw and like identify where where does that manifest in your body and I identify that so that is a trigger that is our body telling us something so the first thing we learn is that you know everybody gets a virtual toolbox when they come here and we put tools in it tools to deal with life okay so nothing is impossible for any feeling in your body be it happy sad stress anxiety to happen without a thought first. The thought must happen. So when you get that feeling in your body, it's your body telling you you've been too long up in the head, playing that film. You know? So once you understand that, we then put a stop on that thought pattern. So it's understanding people's thought patterns first, yeah. getting to understand getting to understand the, the, what's going on in their body. So when we've done that, the healing has already started. We've had a conversation. So then they go up onto up onto the bed. I use aromatherapy oil. Um, again, everybody gets a, a, a guide card when they come. Um, and it's a message. I ask the guides to send a message to that person personally for them today. And 90% of the time, 99% actually, they're always spot on. Okay. And the aromatherapy, again, I have uh, oils and I literally put my hand over them and I pick one. And again, so when, like, say there's 
one of the ones is a woman's balance. So, you know, when she breathes in, where does it stop? Does it, you know, does it go right the way through? Does it stop somewhere? And wherever it stops is, is where the balance is required. Could be in their throat, could be in their heart, yeah. something to say. Again, you know, with with the guys as well, the same process happens, do you know what I mean? So everybody gets put up on the bed. Um, meditation music is obviously put on. There's a, a calling in process that I do to relax the person, to open their hearts, to receive the healing, which is being sent from me with pure intentions and love to them. Okay, and then obviously the healing starts. I go down through the, the, the seven chakras. So I've done all the clearing and put new energy in. So then what I'm doing is with sound bath, with music, obviously sound bowls, yeah. you know, Tibetan drums, water funnels. I bring alive the chakras again. Because your chakras are meant to spin. They're all different colours. So purple, then you've got indigo, then you've got blue in your throat chakra, green is your heart chakra, yellow is your solar plex, sacral chakra is orange and the root chakra is red. And they're meant to spin in harmony. But life, you know, puts them all off balance. So the, the sound bath re energizes them and makes them. Yeah. And then Obviously, during the healing, I would have felt, sensed stuff, and when we're finished, we come back and we have nearly like a debrief Debrief, of what's going on. Just and then, you know, depending on what that is, I'll give the person a specific thing to do, you know, for the week. So again, I've raised the energy of that person through Reiki and through healing. So I ask them to bounce the energy between appointments. So how do they do that? They do that by doing things that make them happy. Because when you do things that make you happy, you release a happy endorphin into your body to keep the energy up. Yeah. So it's like bouncing the ball in your Just keep it in the air and, 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 and keep working at it. So it's not something that stays stagnant. It's not something that that will just keep look after itself. It's something that you need to put, I suppose, walking away from here, being able to engage with it and saying, yes, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Fans giving me this to work on and I'm going to live it through the next exactly and you know it depends like people come like that's that's say a general reiki healing yeah. but people do come with specific things yeah. like you know like i deal with people with addictions with alcohol food addictions do you know what i mean you know massive depression you know i deal with male female all ages from yeah. 60 to teenagers do you know what i mean and they're all different and they all have different needs and wants but it's all about you know, helping them understand why they feel like that, why that's happening. You know, some people ha- are, are, have specific illnesses wrong with them, so we treat them. Fertility is another thing, treating that. So there's, it's a whole range yeah. of things for a whole range of people. Do you know what I mean? And they're all different and they're all individual. Like I've, you know, I obviously have special programs I do for people with, you know, disability, like Down syndrome, you know, autism. There's beautiful practices that go with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They have different needs, but they do. I do do the same healing with them. And they go to centres and they go to schools, and they're very into meditation and mindfulness. They teach that to them, so they're very open to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's a beautiful experience for them. It's very different. They love the meditation. They love the sound baths. Do you know what I mean? It's just very different, and also gives their parents two hours of respite, which is amazing. So it's a beautiful. Yeah. Marry of two things. It's, it works probably further beyond what's going on in here in terms of that, in terms of respite, in terms of 
other people haven't the time for themselves and maybe Absolutely. parents haven't spoken to each other maybe like two hours over a coffee 100%. that they get and um, you get a lot of people in here obviously and then there's obviously people who would be you know skeptical uh, non-believers you know mm-hmm. it must uh, i want to know how someone like yourself who is obviously enthralled with it all and you know works with it and you know has come from nowhere really in yeah. terms of knowing what it was to this stage now where living your life by it and through it um, but you do obviously have skepticism out there and it's a world of you know asking more questions and wanting answers for everything but how do you personally deal with skepticism well the way i deal with that i'm not here to convince people yeah. you know i'm here to treat them so you know if somebody i don't i i don't force my opinions on anybody if anybody's interested i would 100 talk to them but if they if they're not i accept that that's okay also it's not for everybody do you know what i mean but i don't try and convince anybody so for me i don't have skeptics in my life because you know it's i'd say to i'd say to somebody if they you know you get you know hardened skeptics that are like no way absolutely so i don't try and convince people what i do say to people you know it's an experience yeah it's a new experience and you know for me personally even i if if i'm asked for a gift what do i want i will always ask my family get me a new experience something i haven't done before so i would say about reiki if you're wondering or you're skeptical or whatever you know try a new experience you nothing to lose and i, and I presume even if you're an unbeliever coming in here you might lay down you might have a chat with yourself lay down you might more work through their checklists and what have you and they go out the door saying that was something that completely worked for them yeah, you know? 100%. and some people not everybody comes and would say it's it's for them yeah the majority of people do because it's a massage for the mind yeah like you go and get your hair done your nails done you go for body massages the mind is the most powerful organ in your body so it's it's not about the healing will happen the more open-minded you are the better experience you will have and the more powerful it will be. But you don't have to, once you're open-minded, once you're here and you're open-minded, it's a massage for the mind and it's quite beautiful. Yeah. I'm a giver, so, you know, I get that feeling, I love that feeling when I'm giving something to someone, okay? So if I do something for somebody today, I do it today because it's right today. Yeah. In two weeks' time, if that person treats me poorly, I can't have any regrets, because there is no regrets, because I did it. On yeah. that day, I didn't have that information that presented itself two weeks later. You know, Do you know what I mean? And this is something you can only deal, and this is something I've spoken about on podcast as well. I said, you, know, you can only do what you can do now, and with the information you have at hand, there's no point in worrying. If the information changes in two weeks' time, then okay, you can make a different opinion, have a different, do something different. Thank you, you for know, the lesson. Yeah. Thank you for the lesson. But you see, a lot of people live in the past with regrets. And they oh, should have done this, I could have done that. What you know, I mean, what yeah, if I'd done that? What people if people get entrenched then in the position they form to try and justify where they are, and then they're not willing to change even though the information has changed. Exactly, and that's something that I found. But it's it was great, but just as one thing, just from, from a giver's point of view, just something a very wise person obviously told me many years ago you know, I am a giver and I love giving, I love to see people, I love to make them believe in things that they thought weren't yeah. and that's just through you know support reassurance and that kind of stuff 
but it's, it's that lovely warm feeling when you get to give something to somebody and they see it. It's, there's no no money could pay you for that. No. So, but I'm not a great receiver. Just, you know, I'm a great giver and I get, obviously, by giving you get a beautiful, warm, warm, fabulous experience and, you know, it's something I've done for years, but I'm really not a great receiver. So a very wise woman, a number of years ago, said to me, you know, it's great and you know that feeling and how do you feel and I said oh my god it's, money can't buy that it's such a special thing to be able to give and see people making people so happy and she said what about receiving this job are you good at that and like I don't know it makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm like oh thanks and I'm, I'm awkward and yeah, yeah. I'm like you know and, and she says to me okay right okay so you're depriving somebody else of having that feeling by not receiving it's not it's not just for you so now what happens is I still feel a little bit awkward but when I get that awkward feeling yeah I turn it and say wow I'm after allowing that person to have that feeling mm. and it just makes it a little bit easier to receive and that's one side of it in terms of what happens to the person that comes in here but obviously you're seeing different people, there's different energies flowing around in here and there, and, and then obviously you're here. What do you get, or how does the treatment affect you and your energies and what happens? Because it's a completely different side to it. It's grand talking about the person who's laying out here on, on, on the table, but obviously it has to have some effect on your energies and, and how you're working. Okay, that's a great question. And you would think that, but Reiki is completely different for that. So when I am given Reiki on somebody, I'm just like a vessel. Really? So it just literally runs through me. So I'm running energy out and running energy in. So I'm actually getting a healing along with the person as well, believe it or not. Really? So nothing attaches to me. I actually feel invigorated at the end of the healing rather rather than people think you'd be completely drained. It's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite. All I am is a vessel. So it's not like that scene that I imagine in, was it the Green Mile? Where he sucks the, the flies out of that's what the image, you know, the image yeah, of the yeah, yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're drained, but it doesn't affect no. you. It's a kind of a catalyst for the energy to pass through you. 100%. 100%. So it's like a double healing for people. So obviously, yeah, we're here in Luna, but Luna just, as you said, just didn't, you know, arrive here in the back garden all of a sudden. How did you get the idea of this is something that I want to actually be a practitioner in, you know? Put it back out into the community. It's, it's one thing going and doing the level one and two and doing it on a personal level, but what drove you then, I suppose, to say, I want to get back into the community? Okay, so as I said to you before, I've always been, I've always mentored people through life, and you know, Jen made me realize that I actually did have a skill that I had been healing for years through conversation. Um, and obviously that was developed through my, my Reiki. Uh, I went to Italy on a very special trip with 15 other like-minded people. It was my first time to actually go away on my own, okay, which was probably quite surprising. Um, but, and I was nervous and, you know, um, I actually, the first night I was, I shouldn't be here, why am I here, what am I doing here? But I met 15 amazing like-minded women I had my practice in the house and I said to you like because I worked full time 
like having that space to try and create something else. Yeah. But even though it was in the room, it was a very special space, and people say every time I opened the door, they just got this feeling. So I said to my husband, I wanted to create something special. He said, Oh yeah, we just put a log cabin down the back. And I said, Actually, no. It's it's I need the elements of the earth. I want it to be different. I want it to be really special. Uh, I knew what. If, to be honest, I manifested this into reality because I knew exactly the way I wanted it to feel, exactly the way I wanted it to look, and she has lived up to all of my expectations and so much more. But it was a build that was quite strange. Um, obviously, I imported Luna, and um, I then had to get somebody to, because I wanted it heated, I wanted electrics into it, I wanted it carpeted, so I had to get obviously the build base to be for it to stand on and an electrician to put electrics into a yurt and then the funniest thing was the carpet because I had been to a number of carpet places and they were like absolutely no way so I got this one I'm going to say carpet right because they were the ones that did it um, and I got it up to the guy and I bought the pictures and I said this and I want a uh, carpet and he said yeah no problem absolutely no problem we can do that for you Two guys arrived with masks, a younger guy and an older guy, and in they were trotting into the house, and I went, no, it's not for here. <laughs> it's there, and your man just, he said he was 35 years laying carpet, and never been asked to put carpet in a yurt. But they were so proud, they took before, during, and after pictures. Oh, it's, an, it's an incredible place, because I'd never seen it, and for listeners, I will take photographs. <laughs> we'll, we'll show you what it is, but it's 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 a, it's a, it's a huge space. First of all, it's like it's it's not a pokey little space. No. It's not a tent. Definitely not a tent. It's it's a huge room, and and it's it's lovely and warm. As you said, it's it's like a living thing because it's moving with the wind. You can hear the sounds from the outside. It's just, it's just it's an incredible place. But to like to get something, to visualize something. Like this, maybe a year, two years ago, could you have ever imagined something like that being here? No, absolutely not. Um, but I put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of belief into it, you know. And in different times, like before, obviously COVID, I would hold lovely, beautiful meditation and healing circles. We do new moon and full moon meditations of a burning ceremony out there, which is a whole other entity. It's when people need to release and get rid of stuff. The new moon tonight, isn't it? It's the new moon tonight. Yeah. yeah, very powerful manifesting moon tonight. So yeah, all the information is up on the up on Instagram at the moment. But yeah, so there's a lot of things that go on. There's a beautiful uh, vision board uh, course that goes on, which allows people to manifest things into their life and. You know, so it's it's a very exciting space. Obviously, the house lends to to the exact environment that we're in. It allows me to, to practice and do that. You know, in a very kind of beautiful space. Yeah. One other thing I was I was thinking of when before I came down to it because, you know, in society as as we are, we can look at one person and say like that person's a little bit overweight and that person can be a little bit unfit or a heavy smoker or whatever. But when it comes to the mind, it's very difficult to know if someone has a healthy mind. And over the last 10 months, this has probably become more true. And do you think, do you think that's something that we need to work on as a society going forward? Absolutely. Yeah. Because the mind is so powerful. And I don't think people understand how powerful it is. 
But you know, you say you you, you can't tell if somebody has uh, you know, you well, know a good, a good mind or a bad mind. Well, you know, I can because yeah. um, and you know, obviously by saying this, you'll you understand and you'll be more aware of it because it's the language people use. So I would be able to tell somebody if somebody lives in a positive space or in a negative space, just through their conversation that they would have with me. It's very, very evident in people's conversations. You know, it's never, it's, you know, for a negative mind, it's always negative conversation, you know, whereas a person in, in a positive mindset or even trying to be positive, the language will be different. It'll always be, well, I kind of looking at things differently. And, you know, so I can, I can actually spot where people live, do you know what I mean? In their minds, you know. That's a real, a real gift because not a lot of people can do that. And um, I know personally myself, I would consider myself a positive person and try and pick the positives even for the worst thing. I think, and that comes with experience and you know, adding on to your own life experience as well, going through all the right training and getting to where you are. It probably has, as you said, it's found you, it's found the right person to latch on to. You know what I mean? Because and um, positive energy and mindfulness is something that probably a year ago wasn't as prevalent as it is now and, and I know from speaking to yourself, seeing what you've done, that's something that you're very very passionate about, the energy levels and positive energy and the power of mindfulness. Yeah, absolutely. It is so, so important to me. And you know, I one thing I hate to see is people suffering. Yeah. Because I, I, I do believe that you know, you can change, you can become a better person, you can change your thoughts, you know, the way, yeah, you won't do it in one session, of course not, but with practice, you absolutely can live in a better space, 100%, I truly believe that, you know, and I'm blessed, like Reiki is something, you, you know, we talked about Reiki 1, 2 and 3 and becoming a master, Brian, Reiki is about learning every single day, and I learn, and I will be learning Reiki for the rest of my life, because it's about people's energy. So when I walk into a room, because as a, as a Reiki master, you're attuned three times. So that means that you're opened up to energy, to feelings. So when I walk into a room now, I can I can sense a good energy and a bad energy, do you know what I mean? But that is a constant learning practice. And the more you practice, the more you learn. Yeah. You know, and like I sometimes put my hands and I feel something bad. I didn't feel before and I'm like, what is that? And that kind of way and you know, and you know, I just sit with it and ask and the answer comes. I know then I'm going, okay, and then when I speak to the person after I say, you know, how about this? What how does this sit with you? What do you think? And they go, Oh my god, I can't believe yeah, that's you know and it wouldn't have been something because we when we talk, we're talking in the conscious mind. Yeah. So when they're they're saying some people come in and say, I'm fine, you know what this mind. But when I'm going in to Reiki, I'm going into the subconscious mind. So I'm like, and I feel things that are, so consciously they might be aware of, consciously sometimes people think, oh no, I have control of that. I, yeah, no, that doesn't bother me anymore. I've taken control, I just park that. And then when I go in, it's they're crying. So yeah, it is a practice that will continue. We're in a third lockdown now. Um, it's a lot of negative, negative energy around the place. Someone who's listening to this podcast might not be able to get you at the moment, might be in a situation where you are. Is there any advice you give to people listening? 
in terms of looking after themselves in terms of, at the moment you know just trying to get through this week next week that we're going through and okay they might reach out to you in the future but just for now as we're listening something that we can be doing on a day to day basis yeah okay so I do think you know there's a lot of so a lot of negativity and you know social media is a wonderful place but it is just full of different things like negative things but also huge amount of positive things and sometimes that can really have the adverse effect on people who are struggling because it's all about oh you know all these positive people doing positive things and you know if you're not in that space well, it's, it might not positive absolutely and then what happens is they spend so much time and energy trying to be positive that it, it does have the adverse effect so what i'd say is you know balance is really important okay balance in all areas of your life don't be consumed with one thing do you know what i mean and everything works but it only works if you're consistent so what i'd say there's so many great people doing fantastic things on social media but what i'd say is pick one person pick one thing and get balance you know and being out in nature is so important being in the elements of the earth walking in the rain is so powerful do you know what i mean you know and it doesn't have to be these massive 10ks 5ks you know it doesn't have to be sea swimming walk on the beach do you know what i mean but the most important thing is when you're doing it to be present you know so i often say to the girls just randomly i'll say coming off the beach i'd say uh listen what are you thinking about on the beach down there um, nothing because yeah. you were in the present when you're not in the present you're in your head so it's about balance so do a bit of mindfulness be wary of the thoughts that you're putting into your mind be wary of the people that you're listening to be wary of books you're reading do you know what I mean just try and change those things be, be thoughtful of what's going into your mind of what's happening what are you telling yourself in your mind check in with yourself okay i'm going to give you a tip that i give a virtual tip that i give to everybody it's called kettle breaths okay kettle breaths so what i'm going to ask you to do and anybody who's listening to this is is every time you put the kettle on i want you to take a breath and think what am i thinking about so by doing that you'll bring yourself back into the present very good very good any cup of tea you make a day, you know, it's, and it's just those two minutes that the cat will file. Exactly. I don't think there's that, that's a great piece of advice, it's something that I will definitely be doing with me when I get back, put the kettle on, and we'll just take those few minutes. Just to think, what am I, what, what's happening in my mind? Yeah. What, what film am I playing? Yeah. Stop. Take, I'm with the cat breaths, and you take that back. The most important question that I get my clients to ask themselves when you put that and you come back you ask yourself is everything okay right now is everybody okay and the answer is yes but in our heads the story is telling a different story it's definitely something that we need to be more aware of if ever was a time now is the time to be more aware of the present it's been a very interesting chat which you found I've learned lots about Reiki but if someone was listening into you and wanted to find out more about what you do about yourself what you do or just Reiki in general how could they go about that? Okay so I have a, an Instagram page Soul to Soul and it's Soul the Soul of Your Heart underscore to the number two Soul of Your Shoe underscore 
and then I have my website, Luna at Soldier Soul. Great. So. There's loads of information, guys. I follow it as well. Um, there's little tidbits, there's little comments, there's little stuff that Bram puts up nearly every day, I think. And if you can just take one thing a day, have a look at it. As she says, surround yourself with positive energy. And if you're struggling at the moment, just try and stay in the present. Don't worry about what the future is going to bring to you. Look after yourself now and let the future look after itself. Fran, thanks very much for joining me today on the Nose Podcast. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for asking me. I'm very honoured.